the UEFA Champions League final. I know you'd be getting up for this, mate. Love your joke, Benito. Between Man City and Inter Milan, it takes place this Sunday morning from 4.30am Australian Eastern Standard Time. It's live and ad-free and on demand in stunning 4K Ultra HD on Stan Sport. To start your seven-day free trial, visit stan.com.au forward slash football. Now, the man who is going to be guiding all Australians through that magical Champions League final is none other. He's a dear old friend of ours, isn't he, Fletch? Oh, he's the best. He is the best. Please welcome the B-man, Mark Bosnich. Are you there? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, uh, thank you for that lovely introduction. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Boz. What's, uh, what are you doing this afternoon? You sound like you're in the car. What I'm in say? the car. I'm, I'm taking my 11-year-old daughter to her gymnastics here at Edgecliff. Oh, so good. I'm just wasting a little bit of time uh, yeah. before I drop her off. Uh, so just driving around a little bit, taking in the sights. And yes. other than that, radio after radio interview about what you just mentioned, Champions League final, and also the Europa Conference League final, which is the third tier European competition, which is tomorrow morning, like you said, on Stan and Nine Gem from 4.30. That's West Ham versus Fiorentina. But a lot of it's been taken up, and I'm sure you're going to ask me about it well, about Ange Postacoglu right. being appointed as Spurs' as new manager. What he has... We should have asked him yeah, that, Brooksy. Why don't you have that in the rundown? No, nah, we were discussing it earlier. What a what a massive achievement! Like to put this into perspective, like no Australian coach has ever basically got near to the Premier League as a coach. It's just, I suppose, it's a wonderful endorsement on on Ange. Yeah, it's a very good point, Fletch. Uh, I, I would say, I wouldn't say just yet achievement. I'll tell you why in a little bit. But I would say it's wonderful recognition, like you just said, that somebody who's who started his coaching career here in Australia. With South Melbourne in the old NSL, did Brisbane Raw, we equaled the Australian sporting record for unbeaten amount of games. Melbourne Victory coached the Australian national team, then Yokohama in Japan, and then Celtic. Now to go to arguably the best league in the world, definitely one of the best leagues in the world, but arguably one of the best leagues in the world, to a to a, a very sizable club. They're, they're not a top-tier club, but they're, they're right up there, is fabulous recognition. Now, coming back to what I said to you originally in terms of achievement, now it's time to achieve. Tottenham were poor this season. They were eighth in the league. They got knocked out of Europe in the round of 16. They didn't do well in domestic cups. They won't be in Europe next season. Um, but what they can do is challenge for a top four place, or minimum top six or seven, so they get into other European competitions, and also for those domestic trophies, the League Cup and the FA Cup. So that would be, uh, you know, I would say the KPI for, for Ange to do. And the other big question as well is, Harry Kane's got 12 months left on his contract. Uh, does he does he stay? Does he go? If it was down to me, I think it's actually a good time for both Spurs and for Harry Kane to part ways. Yeah, because Real Madrid are sniffing sniffing around. I was going to ask you this, Boz, as a Premier League coach uh, or a manager, no. as you look, would he have full autonomy on picking players, um, or he hasn't earned his stripes yet? Well, that's a sixty-four million dollar question. So each club have got their own different policies. Now, the one good thing you have to say for Ange is that Scott Munn, who was the former CEO of Melbourne Heart here, now Melbourne City, has joined Spurs two, as of two months ago as sporting director. But the rumours, very strong rumours abound, is that Daniel Levy, the acting chairman, the club is owned by a chap called Joe Lewis, but Daniel Levy has got a very tight control on transfers. Now, Tottenham has spent money in the transfer market, but they're renowned... Uh, you can say they're infamous, if you like, of having a very strict wage structure with the players that are there. There are some players that are outside it. I think Harry Kane is one. So that will have a great bearing on the players that that they will be allowed to have. Now, we know Andrew's got a track record of being able to work within small budgets. Whether or not he'll have that type of control, 
only only really two or three people will know that, but we'll know that by the type of signings. The other thing that's going to hamstring them a little bit in the summer now in the transfer window is the fact that there is no European football. So that's a big caveat for players that want to come, you know, to play for Tottenham. Because normally, if players are coming to the Premier League, that means that they can actually go to other Premier League clubs. The fact that they've got no European football to offer for next season could play a big part in them missing out on some players. Hey, Bozza, can you crystal ball at a touch for us? Let's. He's got his four yep. years. Where Where do you yep. think? How do you think Angel go? Um, and do yep. you think he'll survive the four years? Uh, well, I. I Look, I'm biased, so I must say that before I answer this. I think he'll be a success story. Now, a success story for Tottenham is a different success story than it was to Celtic. So, sex, sorry, success oh, story geez. for Tottenham means... Boss, yeah. you got the, success oh story, God. that's all right. That's all right, yeah, I'm going to get Fletch started there. A success story for Tottenham basically basically means, uh, for me, winning a domestic trophy, right? And when I say that, I don't mean the league. I think even the most ardent, loyal, fanatical Spurs supporter will admit deep down to you that they are in no position to win the league for the next, for at least the next three years. So that would mean an FA Cup or a League Cup. Now, they haven't won a major trophy, i.e. one of them too, since 2008. So that's 15 years. I believe that he can deliver one of them within three years. Whether or not he lasts that long will depend on how high he finishes up the league. Because qualifying for that Champions League in one of the top four positions is worth so much money to the club. And they're doing it quite regularly, especially under Mauricio Pochettino, who also took them to a Champions League final as well only four years ago. So that is what I think that success will look like for them. And a lot of it, again, will come down to the patience of the fans. That You know, the fans, regardless of what anyone tells you over here, the fans are the be-all and end-all. And if the fans demand, they will get so that a lot will do with that. And one thing that I'm very confident in, and I'm not confident, I can actually 100% guarantee to every Spurs fan around the world, his teams will play attractive football. Whether that marries up with success or not quickly enough for them, it will remain to be seen. Hey, Brooksy's here. Bozza, hey, he's got a great one for Bozza, you. Bozza! Brooksy! Got... <laughs> Good afternoon. Thanks for joining the show, Bozza, uh, once again. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Brooksy. That's so so well-spoken, so polite. What a class act you are. Well, I've got one question for you. I went back into the annals of uh, Australian football last night, and it was off the back of um, Ange's signing. And I remember there was an interview back on the World Game with um, Craig Foster and Ange Postacoglu, and it got quite heated. And it's funny where those two gentlemen have come now, like Craig... uh, wrote a message, I think it was on LinkedIn or it was on social media, applauding the, um, the how far Ange has come. And you work yeah. with Fozzie and I see that there's so much respect there, even though there was such a heated chat 15, 20 years ago. How has he made of, what has he made of the decision? Obviously he's in support, but it's great to see the passion that was there 20 years ago for Australian youth soccer now come and Ange Postacoglu is now our first Premier League manager. It's an amazing story from that conversation on SBS on a Sunday afternoon a couple of decades ago. Yep. Well, 100%. And I think you know, both uh, Ange and, and Fozzie uh, uh, would freely admit that that type of, I mean, I, I haven't watched the full interview, but that type of questioning, that type of scrutiny uh, that type is if you really want a thriving, whatever the sport may be, but we're talking about soccer here in Australia. If you want a thriving soccer community, that needs to happen more often. But also, the two protagonists in this case need to be able to do that, and then afterwards, 
you know, just like I was taught as a young kid when I used to play cricket, we said we go at each other's throats, this is what we do here, then afterwards we go to the bar and we have a drink of water together. So that's the important thing. If things linger over and it turns from that type of competition to conflict, that's when it's no good for anyone. And it was great. We had that Monday night show on Stan Sports where we used to sort of do a wrap-up of world football and we had Ange Postacoglu on and he paid uh, Fozzie a wonderful compliment about the, works he does, the work he does with refugees and human rights. And Fozzie's been the same in terms of Ange's progress as a manager. And when you look back, and sometimes that happens, you know, sometimes in the heat of the moment you get mad at certain things and you, and you sort of you don't like somebody for a period of time. But I think if you look back, if you take constructive criticism, not personal criticism, but constructive criticism in the right way and use it as fuel to, for, for your fire, you'll find long term it actually will help you just as much sometimes as getting constructive praise. I'm desperate to go to the bar and have a water with you one day. Boz. <laughs> Fletch, well, I had a water with you and Nathan Highmarsh one night as, at, at after the grand final uh, at oh, the MCG. Well. And after that experience, you know what? A lot of people would be burnt, but I'm ready to have one again. Oh, <laughs> that was a big night. That was a big night. I ended up in the back of a paddy wagon with no shoes on. Um, the bike took me to the oh. casino. My shoe. Did I, you? I, I oh, forgot okay. my shoes. So I had to buy a pair of shoes and they were too small. So I took them off. And the copper, oh, I, well, terrific gentleman, just picked me up, threw me in the back of the paddy wagon, handcuffed me and beat the shit out of me. Well, there you go. Well, I, I, I thought, well, when I when I left you and Nathan, I, I, you were absolutely fine. Yeah, no. So, so far as I was concerned. But then you weren't allowed to travel at all for work after that. I got right? hammered, that was... yeah. um, Boz, give us a tip. Give us a tip. Oh, I want to score and first goal scorer, Man City versus Inter Milan. Right, Man City to win 3-1. First goal scorer, I'm going to go for... Erling Haaland, and tomorrow I'm going to go for a West Ham 2-1 win after extra time and first goal scorer. I might go for Cabral from Fiorentina for first goal scorer, but West Ham to win 2-1 after extra time. Right. So I'm going for a, a double English team win uh, over the Italian team. Sorry, all my Italian friends, um, because they've done fantastic this year. Everyone talks about the Premier League and obviously La Liga in Spain and to a lesser extent the Bundesliga. But Serie A this year has had a team in each of the finals of the European competition, which shows how strong a league it's actually been. Hey, Boz, let's talk about oh, – we know Ronaldo's gone, but L- L- Messi, Lionel Messi, yep. will, will he be going to Saudi Arabia, you think? I think that's really on the cards. I think ideally what he wants from an emotional point of view, and his father touched on this this week, and, I, and I'm sure the club wanted as well, but it's just going to be down to financials is to return to Barcelona for one last swan song. Oh. Uh, his old mate, uh, Xavi, is the manager there. They've just won the, the La Liga. be great to have him there for one final, you know, for one final dance, if you like. But at the end of the day, when it comes to this time of your career, as you well know, Fletch, you know, he's looking to, to make sure that he's going to clean up as much as he possibly can. And right this moment in time, as we saw with Ronaldo, I don't think there's perhaps any club in Europe who would give him the money that a club in Saudi Arabia would give him. Karim Benzema's gone there as well. Yeah. So they're really trying to, obviously, you know, to, to make it into, into something very special in Saudi. What's the standard like over there? Like the- it's okay. It's it's much better. Look, it's much better than people realise. I, I think you, you can put your hand on your heart and quite easily say it's better it's it's better than the A League. Uh, I would say it'd be the equivalent of perhaps a second tier European mm-hmm. competition. So I would say it'd be somewhere in the range of of a Scotland, uh, of perhaps a, a Belgium. Mm-hmm. Uh, their teams are very successful in which is the biggest measure in the Asian Champions League. And that's a really big measure. And with these players coming in, all it's going to do is improve it. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think the cum dog, uh, our man, the cum dog millionaire, uh, Jason Cummings, would be allowed to play in Saudi Arabia. I would think, 
having a nickname of Cum Dog uh, probably wouldn't go down that great with the locals. Thoughts? It might not translate that poorly, though. Cum Dog? Yeah, maybe it's okay in the native tongue. Mm, which would be? Um, can we, um, what's it called? Ba- Babel fish it for me? Just find out what Would you go, Bonds, in your heyday, and we know all the, all the issues the, the Saudi Arabians ha- have had with all this sports washing and the human rights, would you ever go? Is that something that would have been? Of course, of course I would. Of course would? I would. I spent a lot of time in the, yeah, of course, spent a lot of time in the Middle East, uh, Dubai especially. It's, it's a, for me, it's been a fantastic place full of fantastic people. Mm. Okay. Well, fair enough. I love your honesty. What uh, do you make of the live golf stuff? If you obviously I, I, massive I, I think news that, today. yeah, Professor, that, no, 100%, really good question. I think it was inevitable. For, for those old enough to remember World Series cricket, the late, great Kerry Packer really, for me, first started this, basically, you know, saying to these sporting you know, federations around the world or associations, if you like, look, if you're not going to pay the players what they're worth, well, I, I'm going to do that and I'm going to put on the best show on earth. And he did do with World Series cricket. And remember at the time it was a massive split and, but inevitably, uh, if you, like I said, if you look throughout history, both sides merged. In the end, you've had it before in rugby league, the Super League. You've had it in various other sports. It was inevitable; it was going to happen. I, I know, I took note of the surprise that some people had about it, but I, I am not surprised at all. It had to happen, you know, because there's, there's no use. You can't. We've seen that before, and we've experienced it here. You can't keep going on with two separate competitions because, in the end, everyone's going to be a loser. So there was always going to be a compromise. Good talk. Uh, before you go, what's on the menu tonight, Boz? What do you want to whip up in the kitchen? Have you got anything, uh, anything you've well, been I, working well, on? Well, you know, I have – no, no, I have a rule in the house that whoever trains – so tonight it's uh, my daughter's training so she can choose what she wants to eat. Last mm. night it was my little boy in Daisyville, so he chose what he wanted to eat. So I'm quite certain that she's going to choose a takeaway. They've had two cooked meals so far already this, this week. So I'm quite certain she's going to choose takeaway, and that will probably mean, I would say, she's not here right now, but that will probably mean Betty's Burgers. Ah, Betty's Burgers, yeah. you got to get them fresh, though. you got to get them fresh. I've worked that out. Yeah, very true. Very yeah. true. Yeah, very true. i tell you what's good, Boz, because I have seen about, what about What about you, Fletch? What's, have you, how's your steak going? Yeah, I've I've mastered that. So it's something more challenging. What I had the other day, because I thought of you, Last time I, I saw, saw you, I was down the fish markets and you just yeah. wandering around with your gum boots on. Correct. Um, and, your, and your little Swiss army knife on your, on your hip. I got, I'll, tell you what I've, I'll tell you what I've got into lately, and I thought I'd never eat it. What? Uh, sea urchins. Yeah, so right. They are phenomenal. So you crack it open. Are you serious? How do you do that? What do they look like? So on the you know the sea urchins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. on the inside? Meat. Yeah, it's like a oysterish. Yep, 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 yeah, yep right. like a mussel. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. A lot of salt and pepper, a little bit of lemon, and okay. you know the, the the Chinese love it. They love getting into that. Um, only problem is, don't eat it within earshot of people. A lot of slurping. Oh. So I sat down, uh, okay. and I was surrounded by this uh, couple. Uh, they were Chinese couple, and I was having a yarn to them, and. The lots of slurping. Lots of slurping in between well, some broken English. There are cultures where the louder you eat is a compliment to the chef. So the, oh, the really? burping and the slurping. What about jamming the... uh, four or five toothpicks in at the one time? What's is that? What's that called? I, I I think that might also be a compliment. Jamming toothpicks into what? Sorry, India berries. Were they doing? Yeah, they, four had, like, or five? they had like four or five. Like they'd oh. leave one in, in the teeth. And then get another one, jam them in like you're doing. Like Where you're, were you eating, mate? Like Where you was were this? tiling a bathroom. 
So they were there like the spaces. Yeah. <laughs> compliment. Compliment of the chef. Compliment of the chef. All yeah, right. The well, more next time you do it. Toothpicks. Okay, toothpicks. Big compliment. All right. Well, Boz. Uh, yeah. Good, good luck getting the park there on Edgecliff Road. Yeah. You got to go around the back there. I know exactly where you. Yeah, do. I have. That's that's why I do. That's yeah. why I do. That's why I do. You, you I, know, I just got to just got to and just uh, and just sort of just sort of I know. Well, you know, you should, there's, there's a joint right next finish. door to the gymnastics. It's called Taste of India. Go in there, yeah, find that. out. Yeah, that. go yeah. and find out. Is it naan yep. or is it roti? And then text back. Well, okay, I'll text you back. But th- there are both. You know that, yeah. And I yeah, think in, we're, we're in learning places, well, like, places like places like the Malaya. That's a Malaysian restaurant, obviously. Yeah. That down yeah. there where I live, they have roti. They ask for roti, whereas okay. it, uh, in the Indian places generally call it naan, naan bread. But correct. I think they actually, I think they actually might be two separate things, although they cook very, very similar. Would you ever go to a Thai restaurant and ask for roti? Um, I'll try it for just for you. Just hey, do it. No, I do it every oh, well. time. I don't. I won't go to a Thai restaurant that doesn't have it. Well, you made it up. I've just proven to you that Indian food, roti, Malaysian, roti, Mm -hmm. Thai. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Then we deep dived into it, and there's many other cultures that have appropriated it. So the Jamaicans, right. the Malaysians. Okay, well, the... just st- let's just stop the fight. Yep. East African, <laughs> East Boz, African. Boz, rock into rock in there <laughs> yeah. to to the chef there. At, uh, oh, I will uh, um, taste of yeah. India. Find out for us. Get some I butter will. chicken. I will. I will. Oh, and another thing to report to you is, and I'll give you a report about it next week. I'm going to go to the Manly Seagulls versus the Dolphins on Friday night. So there you go. Ah, oh, good, good. Go to the Seagulls. Don't let those dolphins get caught in the net. That's what I always say. That's dangerous. Hey, That's dangerous. Hey, flipper. Uh, Thanks, B man. guys. Hey, Boz. What does a dolphin yeah. sound like? How does a dolphin sound? Uh, yeah, I've told you how a dolphin sounds like before. Let's not do that on the radio. I'll see you all in the morning <laughs> no, for West Ham versus Fiorentina. Do it. Now nah, you do know it. how to do it. You've done it. I've heard you do it. You can I, do it. Yeah? I can't do it. I'm asking you. But, but you're you're much more natural at making a deal of yourself. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> Dill. There we it. go. Yeah, it's just the clicking, oh, isn't it? Good with it? the urchin. Yeah, yeah, good with the urchin. And the toothpicks. All right, toothpick lover. We'll see you later. See you, Take care, guys. The UEFA Champions League final between Man City and Inter Milan takes place this Sunday morning from 4.30 a.m. AEST. Come Five on, Milan. And on demand is stunning 4K Ultra HD on Stan Sport. To start your seven-day free trial, visit stan.com.au. Bonacera. Bonacera. Football. You are – what's your – who are you – just giving a tip of you're not telling people to bet on. No, I don't know the odds. I'm going into Milan. Into Milan. Well, Man City win everything. But this uh, is it, man. This is is this to get the treble, treble. Brooksy? How many teams have got the treble in the history of treble? At it, least four. Yeah, but it's been um, a long time. Have you watched Erlen Harling play? Yeah, he's the Mickey. Uh, he, he doesn't look real. No, he's sort of a giant. Yeah. Nordic Viking. Yeah. He looks like if you were playing a video game and there was a Viking. That he, <laughs> he just would gets be... in the right place at yeah. the right time. Has he like got a, a bigger Viking. head than everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a giant head. Shouldn't have I, I mean, that's, that's glass houses the, from The myself, velocity, but... yes. Just before the... Oh, you got Bozza back on the line. Bozza? Oh, oh, that's perfect. very good. Good work, Boz. Take your gum boots off. <laughs>